This morning we begin a new series, which will last for about four weeks, called Intervention, Time to Get Healthy. And when it comes to health, most of us have a very narrow or limited understanding of what health is. We, uh, if you ask the average person on the street, what does it mean to be healthy, they'll probably tell you it means that you've got a pulse <laughs> and, um, and that you've got um, uh, good blood pressure, perhaps, uh, maybe that you're not overweight. Uh, but it's a very limited view of what it means to be healthy. And um, this morning... We want to talk about the, the biblical definition of good health, and you will find that it's really uh, far greater than that. Uh, look at this picture here. It's a, like that, Joby? That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, most of us have this idea that if we can live to 100 years old, then we're good and healthy. And I look at her smoking that cigarette, and I wonder, how long would she have lived if she hadn't smoked? <laughs> but there she is, uh, not exactly the picture of good health, and yet she seems to be doing not too bad. How many know today that God wants you to be healthy? God wants you to be healthy. Not like this little six-year-old who went to the hospital with his grandma to visit his grandpa. And when they got to the hospital, he runs ahead of his grandma and bursts into, the, into grandpa's room before grandma could get there. And he yells out, Grandpa, Grandpa, as soon as grandma comes into the room, make a noise like a frog. What, said grandpa? Make a noise like a frog because grandma said that as soon as you croak, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> Unlike that little six-year-old, God wants you to be healthy. He wants you to recover. He wants you to do well. And some of us here today uh, may be aware of the fact that we're unhealthy, and some are, are not aware of that fact. We're going to be talking over these next four weeks about being healthy in body, being healthy in our minds, our emotions, and being healthy in spirit. And how many know that you can be very healthy physically, but be very unhealthy inside your mind and your heart? God wants full health for us. Jesus, when he was preaching through the countryside, had a large crowd come to him. And while that large crowd was there, and he's preaching, he, he walked along and he saw Levi son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. And interestingly, Jesus said to the tax collector, and in those days, uh, tax collectors were considered to be the scum of the earth. You've heard me say this before, because they were working alongside of the hated Romans. They were working on behalf of Rome to tax their homeland. They were considered traitors. And Jesus says to Levi, the trader, Levi, the tax collector, the Pharisees would call him just a sinner. Levi, the sinner, follow me. And while Jesus is having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and the disciples. And the Pharisees had a problem with that. Look at this passage of scripture. When the 
Teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors. They asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Listen to this. I have come to call the righteous, not sinners. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about this disease that Jesus has come to heal. Mark 2, 17a says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. What is it that we are battling in our lives? I don't know if you realize it or not, but absolutely everybody here is battling and suffering with the disease. Now, before we go any further, I have to point something out to you. Some people believe that physical health is all that really matters in this life. As long as you're physically healthy, that's fine. A man died and his lawyer is standing before the family and reads out the man's last will and testament. And it it goes like this. To my dear wife Esther, I leave the house, 50 acres of land and $1 million. And to my son Barry, I leave my big Lexus and the Jaguar. And... uh, to my daughter Susie, I leave my yacht and 250000 And to my brother-in-law, who always insisted that health is better than wealth, I leave my treadmill. <laughs> Physical health is not all that matters. In fact, if you go into the scripture, you'll discover that the biblical definition for health is something far wider than physical health. It's never just limited to physical health. In the Old Testament, when the prophets spoke about diseases coming upon the people, it was understood that a physical disease was brought on by spiritual disease. The physical disease followed the spiritual disease. What is a spiritual disease? Very simply this, my friend. It's living contrary. Listen to me living contrary to God's will. Living contrary to God's purposes in your life. Living contrary to the law of God. Some people would believe that that God's laws and rules and regulations are there to make life miserable for for us, but in fact, it's quite the opposite. Interestingly, if you go through the laws in the Old Testament, you'll discover that God put those laws in place, listen to me, to protect you to keep you safe. Now, for many hundreds, even thousands of years, people did not even fully appreciate the medical or the scientific basis for the laws that God had put in place thousands of years ago. For instance, one of the things that that the people were commanded to do is that if they found mold in their house, that they would go to the priest. And let the priest examine it. Now, I don't want anybody here to be phoning me this week to ask me to come and examine the mold in your shower. That's not what I'm saying. But the priest's job was to come and examine that mold and to determine whether or not uh, that was the kind of mold that would kill the people or not. And he would he would very clear instructions as to how to examine that mold. And if the mold was of a certain type, then the whole house had to be destroyed. Now, it's only been in the last years, really, that we've fully begun to understand how deadly molds can be. But look at this. God had this all sorted out thousands of years ago. 
God has these laws and these rules in place, my friends, for your sake, to protect you, to give you a good and healthy life. That's what God's purpose and plan is for you, is to have a healthy life. Now, when the Scripture spoke about healing in the land, it was a spiritual healing. And that spiritual healing was was, was, uh, followed by physical healing. Now, listen to me. We're talking about wholeness in our health. Wholeness in our being. Body. Healthy body. Healthy mind. Healthy spirit. And I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Do you consider yourself healthy or unhealthy? You're unhealthy, my friends, if you've experienced or are in the midst of a broken relationship. You are not healthy by God's standard. You have a marital problem, you don't get along with your husband or your wife, then you got a then you got the disease. You're not communicating or talking to God these days, then you got the disease. You're self-centered. You're anxious about something. You're worried about something, then you've got the disease. You see, these are the symptoms of the disease. Maybe you've got a bad attitude against your boss, against your workmates, against your children. I don't know. Maybe you find yourself physically sick. Maybe you find yourself holding a grudge towards somebody. My friend, you have the disease. And it's this that Jesus has come to heal in you. And the wise person will recognize that they have the symptoms. And rather than just ignoring them or trying to excuse them, because we're great at excusing ourselves, you'll cry out to the doctor, who is Jesus, and you will get the help you want. Now, here's the problem. Here's the big problem. We can know that we have the disease, and we can excuse the disease in ourselves or, or, or talk ourselves into believing it just is not that bad. Gloria's grandpa had a pain in his abdomen. He figured, oh, it must be just something he ate. It must be something that didn't agree with him. Finally, the pain wouldn't go away. He went to the doctor, and the doctor said, if you'd come here three weeks earlier, we could have helped you. You'd be dead in just a few days. He followed his own delusion. He believed that somehow it would just, it would pass. I'm going to tell you something this morning, my friends. If you have got anger, bitterness, a grudge in your heart today, then get King Jesus, who is also called the great physician, to come and heal your disease, your sickness. Because let me tell you something. Sickness, untreated, always gets worse. You need to cry out to the doctor. But no, we're deluded. Mark 2.16 says this, When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, it's interesting, isn't it? These guys would have understood... What the Bible said about all human beings. And here's what the Bible says about all human beings. Are you ready for this? 
all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There are none righteous, no, not one. But here they are, comparing themselves to these tax collectors and their sinners, and they think it to themselves, do you know what? I'm not so sick after all. I'm actually a pretty good guy. We're pretty good guys, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we're good guys. High fives. We, we're, we're, we're not sick. We're, we're doing good compared to everybody else. But can I remind everybody of something this morning? When you stand before Jesus someday in Jesus' courtroom, Jesus is not going to invite you to compare yourself to others. He's going to ask you to compare yourself to Him. That is the standard, my friend. But we delude ourselves thinking we're not so bad. And so guess what happens? Rather than listening and heeding the voice of the Holy Spirit and the promptings of the Spirit, we ignore it. And we delude ourselves and we believe that we're not so sick after all. Oh, we're terrible, terrible at deluding ourselves. Man went to his doctor and he said to his doctor he wasn't able to do all the things around the house that he used to. And when the examination was complete, he said, now, doc, I can take it. I can take it. Tell me, what's your diagnosis? Speak to me in plain English. What's wrong with me? And Well, in plain English, the doctor replied, you're just lazy. <laughs> and the man said, now give me the medical term so I can tell my wife. <laughs> Terribly deluded. Terribly deluded. And that's exactly how we are. Go on from day to day. Ignoring the symptoms of spiritual sickness, of spiritual disease. And we go on. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to play this comparison game. There's a book that came out in the 1980s called, uh, this is when I was in Bible school, so that's why I remember it so clearly. One of our profs brought it to our attention called, um, I'm okay, you're okay. Has anybody heard of that? The premise of the book is simple. The, 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 the author, the therapist, as he calls himself, says that when we grow up, we all experience terrible things in our lives. It causes shame, and it gives us the idea that we're not okay, but everybody else is okay. And so this... This writer comes up with his book and he says, we need to drop this idea that we're not okay and we need to, to, to understand that we're just as okay as everybody else. And let me ask you a question this morning. Do you think that that will make you better by simply comparing yourself to others and say, well, they're just as sick as I am, so therefore I must be okay? Is that a solution? It's not a solution. It's just a way to make you feel better for a little while. But Jesus calls us to come and confess our need, to confess our sin. Now, listen to me. I could be talking to a room full of people who are not Christians and never been to church in their life, and they probably would say, yeah, I get this. But here's the problem. I'm talking to a room of people who probably mostly are Christians. And you say, Pastor, how does this, refer, how does, how does this help me? Well, I'm going to tell you how it helps you. 
is that if you are not daily following the doctor's directions, you're going to get yourself into trouble. How many know that? My dad got stage 2 diabetes. And he's really quite funny, you know. Um, because he knows what he's not supposed to eat. Now, I can say this because he's not here. When he gets back in November, I have to stop talking about my dad. But anyway, in the meantime, he's got the stage 2 diabetes. And what he did is he went out and bought himself a little machine where he can prick his finger and put a little drip of blood in the machine. It'll tell him what his blood sugar levels are. And uh, so what he'll do is he knows he's not supposed to eat dessert, but he'll eat a dessert. And then he'll wait a little while and then take a blood sample to see where he's at. And it's sky high. So what does he do? He gets out and he'll go walking for an hour. Get back and test it again. And if the level hasn't gone down, he'll go out and walk a bit longer. <laughs> and then when he gets to the level where it's supposed to be, then he's okay. So Larry, if you see my dad roaming the streets at night, you know what that is. <laughs> Larry's my dad's neighbor. My friends, this is exactly what we try to do. We try to, we, we, we try to solve the problem according to our own ingenuity. But how many know today that that's not the best thing to do if you're a diabetic? What you need to do is you need to follow the doctor's orders. You need to follow what the doctor tells you to do if you're going to know good health. My friends, I want you to know something today. These people who thought they were spiritual, the Pharisees, they were deluded. But it was the tax collectors and the sinners who were made healthy because they understood that they had the disease, that they had symptoms that were unhealthy. I want to ask you a question this morning. Do you have symptoms in your life that would clearly point out that you need the help of the doctor? I don't know why we're so afraid to go to the doctor. My wife says, I'm I'm afraid to go to the doctor. I'm really not. (laughs) But when I know there's something not right, I know where I need to run to. And I run to the doctor and I get the help that I need and I do as I'm told. But some of us just won't do that. And some of us just won't run to Jesus when we know that we're not where we need to be spiritually. Look what Jesus says. This is what the doctor says. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus has not come for those who don't want his help. He's come for those who want his help. Do you know that in bookstores today that after fiction, self-help books are the, the number one bestsellers in, in bookstores? Those are, the store, those are the books that people like the most. They want, to, they want to get help, but they don't want to do it God's way. And so you get books like uh, uh, Harold, Rabbi Harold Kushner's Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? And that makes you feel good for a little while. And then you get Wayne Dyer's book. And you get Deepak Chopra's book, and you get Anthony Robbins' book. And somehow these books promise you that you can have great health. But the problem is is that nobody ever can get good health. And what's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is, my friends, is that you cannot help yourself. 
You cannot do it on your own. And it's, it's a shame to me that Christianity in North America has embraced this philosophy of health, which is so totally contrary to the Scripture. A pastor, and I'm not going to mention his name, because you would all know the name and you'd be mad at me for telling you this. He wrote a book called Reposition Yourself, Living Without Limits. And this is what the byline says. If you don't like the way your life is going... Redesign it. Redeem the years you lost. Restore your vision. Revive your passion for living. And reclaim what was dormant inside. Can I just tell you something right now? That sounds fantastic. That sounds exciting. But the problem is, you can't do it. You just can't do it. It's not even biblical. I don't know where he gets this from, except to think that maybe he's been reading Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, and Anthony Robbins. It's not the Bible, my friends. That is not scriptural. You cannot help yourself. You need the doctor. And Jesus says that he came not for the righteous, but for sinners. He came not for the healthy. He came for the sick. And so if you're sick today, Jesus has come for you. That's the good news. The question is this. Will you come to the doctor? Another pastor wrote the book, Become a Better You. I Wish I could become a better me. But after 25 years as a pastor and more years as a Christian, I discovered I can't become a better me. Let me ask you this question. Do you want to become a better you or do you want to become a brand new you? If you want to become a brand new, then here's the good news of the gospel, my friends. This is precisely what Jesus came to do, to give you a brand new you. The Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. It's not you who lives when you become a Christian, but Jesus who lives in you. The Bible teaches us that when we become Christians, we die to self and Jesus comes and dwells in us. My friends, and this is what I don't understand about Christianity in North America. This is what the act of baptism represents. Is that your old self dies and a new person, a new creation is resurrected. A new person in Christ. This is the gospel. My friends, Jesus declares himself to be the doctor who will do surgery on you. And he'll trade that old, bitter, angry, anxious heart and give you a brand new heart. You say, Pastor, I became a Christian years ago. (laughs) If you don't understand this and you don't understand Christianity, Jesus calls you to daily take up your cross. Daily deny yourself. Daily die to yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. This is what Dr. Jesus prescribes for you and me. If you want to know good health in your life, then you have to follow what Dr. Jesus says. Sean, if you come right now, I want to read to you. Don't anybody anybody move, but listen. I want you to hear the words of Christ. Jesus has been on the earth now for some 30 years. And people are wondering, who is he? Is he Elijah the prophet? Come to us again. Is he John the Baptist? Come back to life. Remember, John the Baptist was beheaded. Everybody knew he was a prophet. Is this who Jesus is? 
Who is this Jesus? And he comes to the synagogue and he's handed the scroll of Isaiah. He opens the book and he finds a place where it's written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Do we have any brokenhearted people here today? Do we have anybody poor? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Is there anybody here today? You have been struggling with an addiction. And you're just so humiliated and ashamed. Jesus has come to proclaim liberty to you. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. You're discouraged. You're depressed. You're sad. You just can't pull your can't pull yourself out of it. Well, Jesus has come to tell you, to proclaim to you that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. He's come to tell you how much he loves you. And he wants to set you free. He wants you to enjoy great health. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. The thing is, is that you're going to have to surrender to the doctor. I want to share something with you personally this morning. This past year has been an exceptionally busy year in my life. And um, I had one of my friends in this church, one of my brothers in Christ, took me aside and he said, you know, you're not yourself. And of course, it made me mad. So what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not myself? Well, for one thing, you're, you're getting angry easily. What do you mean I'm getting angry? Well, I found myself incredibly tired, irritable. I wasn't as optimistic as I usually was. In fact, I was quite pessimistic. Found myself developing a bad attitude. Feeling myself even feeling depressed. And Dr. Jesus spoke to my heart and told me that I needed to take some time off. I needed to take a rest. And so this past summer, in case some of you were wondering, I took off quite a bit of time. Didn't preach half as much as I normally do. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. When you think that the whole world will come to a screeching halt if you're not doing your job, then you've got a problem, you're sick. I don't enjoy standing up here and telling you about my weaknesses. I don't enjoy standing up here and telling you that I was emotionally sick. 
But I do know this. If I can share with you that God can help me and make me healthy, then I can tell you God will do the same for you. Whatever your situation. It might be very different than mine. But know this. We've got a doctor that knows how to fix every problem, every sickness, every struggle. I want you to know today God loves you. He loves you so much. And he wants to heal you. He wants to heal your marriage. He wants to heal your relationships. He wants to take away the anger, the bitterness. He wants to take away the anxiety. He wants to make you optimistic once again. Wants to give you joy. Wants to give you peace. And know this, there's no condemnation. No condemnation in Christ and no condemnation in this church. Would you stand with me please and bow your heads? Some of you are here today extremely stressed out. Dr. Jesus knows all about it. That's why you're here. He wants to help you. I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for not leaving me In my state of sickness, I come to you now and ask for a touch. Make me whole in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now for everyone here, and I ask God that you would indeed heal broken hearts, heal sick emotions, heal sick bodies. Heal sick spirits. God, we pray this morning that you would bring a new vitality as we surrender to you and ask you, O oh God, to lead us day by day. Father, we know that the sign of a healthy person is great relationships with you and with one another. So God, heal us now.